Okay, everybody, like we talked about, this is going to be episode 5.5, Welcome to the Marriage Sucks podcast, and this is a continuation of our last episode where we started talking about anxiety and depression. Abby's been sharing her story, and I've been talking a little bit about what it was like for me to walk through some of these things and really to learn some knowledge of how to help Abby get through this, Um, and so we're going to continue talking about this in this episode. We hope you enjoy. I think for a while I kind of just gave up with the idea Andy will just never understand this and my mom had always been my comfort prior to marriage and so I naturally would call her in moments of panic and not go to Andy and, and I began to see how hurtful that was for Andy to not be the person that I went to um, and not necessarily first because I again I have I really had to grow in and work on God was the ultimate healer in all of this and the ultimate comforter and I had to run to him and um but I know my my physical person what you know should have been Andy and I and I, we've grown to that now mm-hmm. that's that's different Andy's my safe person and, and I do feel very safe when Andy's around um well that even came up um this listen everybody listen this is not about me looking good at all because I, I it doesn't matter but to show some of that growth, I mean, there's there's a trip that I take once a year with some of my really close friends that we go golfing, and it's a ton of fun. It's just four of us. They're the guys I grew up with. We went to church together. They're my closest friends. And once a year, we'll go for a weekend, and we go play golf together, and it's super fun. We did it every year. And in the middle of kind of one of our worst years, leading up to the trip, I think you were hesitant because you were fearful about being alone and being with the boys and you didn't want to mess up what I really enjoyed, so we didn't talk about it a whole lot until the night before I was supposed to leave. It was late at night. I was getting on a plane the next morning to go to this trip, and you really broke down and said, I just don't want you to leave. I really don't feel like I'm in a good place mentally. Can you just not go? And I think for everybody who is listening, if if the person you're married to gets to a place where they're that vulnerable and that honest, and they're telling you what they really feel and need, I think you're going to have a good sense of discernment, and God's going to speak to you and let you know what you should do. And in those moments, um, for me at least, in that specific situation, it was really easy to choose to let down my close friends and to stay, which I chose to stay, and, and to just be with you. That didn't mean I was with you every day, all day, but I chose to not go on a trip that would take me across the country and just be close by. And if that provided comfort for you, that was great. Now, we also realized that we needed to grow. So that wasn't an impossibility for me to leave because I have to leave for work sometimes. And it's just, it can't be that I can't be, it can't be that I can't be. That's terrible. Um, <laughs> it, it can't be that it's impossible for me to be gone for a night because that's just going to happen in our marriage. And mm-hmm. I would say we did grow a lot that year in terms of me learning when this happens this is how I should respond, with love, with praying together, with hugging Abby, with being physically close to her. Like I, I really did start to learn the things to do better, and we both got healthier that year. And fast forward the next year, um, I was on my golf trip. We said it would be okay for me to go, so I went. And I'll remember in the middle of the night, you had to call me at that trip. And you were having a panic attack, and it was really bad. And it was really hard for you because I wasn't there, but because of the trust and the love that we had built up 
through this when you called me in the middle of the night. I knew because of our past how to respond in a better way and how to say it's okay and how to show you that I loved you, how to pray with you over the phone, how to calm both of us down. And then by the end of that conversation, you were doing a lot better. And it was it was amazing to see that if you work at this, you really can't grow together. You can grow as the person who's experiencing it and really catching it earlier, but you can also grow as the person who's just supporting that loved one who's going through this. And it is very confusing. It's very frustrating. There's moments that I wanted to just scream because Abby couldn't say a word to me. I just needed her to tell me, what do you need? And she couldn't. But I think the big picture is that if you can get on the same page and just realize that anxiety is the issue, it's not the person that was a big deal. But then also learning, what does that person need from you? In those moments, uh, what can you do to help? And how can you be a safe person? You really can see progress uh, start happening. And then I think where we are today, I won't I won't keep talking after this, I promise. But where we are today, it's like anything else. You've really grown to a place that you still have the occasional anxious moment. But you are able to so much earlier recognize, oh, that's anxiety. And that's a thought. That's where that's coming from. And that's, I know how to stop this cycle before it turns into, I can't get out of bed anymore. Yeah. Well, and and starting as we're closing in this episode, there have been really big tools and resources um, that I do use that um, have been extremely helpful. And of course, God as my first and foremost and going to his word and really making sure that my mind is resting on that. And um, not that other music is awful, but I, for me, for myself, I, I feel like I've really a win for me has been setting myself up and I, I surround myself with worship music. I spend a lot of time listening to worship music. If that's in the background, um, we do listen to other things and, and that is fun too. But I know for, I have to take some precautions to, um, really make sure that my mind is in a good place. And, um, and I, I, I see counselor regularly and I have since my freshman year of college. And, um, it's something that stays consistent in my life. And that is extremely helpful. I am currently actually walking through an anxiety phobia workbook, and that has been, um, a very active, played an active role in my life of learning more of where does my anxiety come from? Some of it's hereditary. Some of it was the way I was raised, the way that um, I was parented, things that happened to me, things I experienced, and how those things really shaped my mind and my mental my mental state. And some of it is chemically, you know, it, it is from my chemical imbalance. And what does that look like too? How do I help my body physically with um, eating well, sleeping well, exercising, and um, and another really big thing that I actually just recently discovered: there is um, a Christian neuroscientist. Is that, is that how we're going to say it? Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Dr. Caroline Leaf, and um, I follow her on Instagram. She's posting consistently, posting a lot of really good things, good tools and resources, and um, she has a 21-day toxic thinking detox. And I would challenge anyone who wrestles with um, not even anxiety, I, I would say any kind of toxic thinking. And if you're really at a place where you just can't get past something, I, I would challenge you to um, do a, a detox for that. And 
And one thing I want to pause to share is um, the scripture that I, I do go to in the moments of weakness when I am having some anxiety. One that's really special is Galatians 5, 22 to 23. And it talks about the fruit of the Spirit and how the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Um, and against such things, there's no law. And and really focusing in on, I know that God didn't create me and, and intend for me to live out of fear. And he didn't intend for me to live with anxiety. That is not um, what he wants for me. And, and so for me to be able to focus on this scripture and say, um, I do have self-control and, um, and I do, I was, I was built with peace and joy and love and really making sure that my mind is setting in on that and, um, and not on my fear or the, the things that the enemy really wants me to believe in my mind. We did have a big win. We just got past, I think February, I had fully come off of my med, my Mm -hmm. meds and, um, it's been a crazy, I think, last few months of experiencing that. That wasn't easy at all, but I've definitely see God, seen God work in all of that. And um, that freedom has just been awesome, I think, for us to live in and then our marriage as and well. to celebrate. Mm-hmm. We've been celebrating a lot of big things. It's pretty cool. Yeah, we have. That we're definitely not finished with it, but we've seen a lot of growth. And we've seen, again, if we can communicate effectively, if we can love one another the way God intended it to be, we can get through even this. Even the the depths of anxiety and depression, um, they don't have to just ruin our relationship. And we have been stronger because we faced that together. But it, it has been challenging. And I hope that you've taken something away from the things we've shared with Abby being so open about her struggle with anxiety and me really trying to learn and catch up with how do I help? What can I do that's going to be beneficial, not hurtful? How do I... Um, really provide comfort and safety in a way that Abby really needs it. Not not what I'm thinking is, is safe and comforting, but what does Abby think? And I think that's the biggest takeaway for me is just whether you're the person walking through it or you're the person who's trying to, to see that from the outside and support the best that you can. It's going to start with loving each other, praying together, and communicating. Because at some point when you're in the middle of a good season, you have to be able to both ask questions and and give answers uh, that will help you for the next time you find yourself in a really deep situation with anxiety. Yep. Um, My last encouragement before we say goodbye would be to, and my counselor recently said this to me, and it seems so simple, but it was a big win. Accept your bad days because I know that there. this is still always a struggle for me and I, I have bad days and I can, instead of sitting in that and allowing that to take over the rest of my week or to snowball into something bigger, I can accept that I'm having a bad day, admit that, do what I need to do to get help and choose to just get back up and start again. Tomorrow can always be better. Tomorrow, yeah. And it usually is. As always, if you have questions, especially as it comes in about anxiety and you'd like to have Abby or I answer them, you can email us directly at marriagesuckspodcast at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram. Just search Marriage Sucks Podcast and send us a message in either of those ways. We'd love to get you some resources or maybe just answer your question or even set up a time that we can talk with you one-on-one. 
I hope you had a good time listening. We will continue to tackle some really fun and difficult subjects next time, so stay tuned.